and welcome to the movie podcast review for the Hunger Games, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. My name is Shabazz, and of course, I'm joined by my fellow tributes, not part of the capital, definitely part of some district, and and I'm going to announce what district they're from as well. Actually, you know what? I'll let them tell you what district they're from. Introducing Daniel from District What? Where are you from, sir? Uh, I'm coming to you from District 3. Um, oh. It is a lovely uh, it's a lovely day here in District 3. That's good. Um, a, a lot of training to kill fellow, you know, contestants, but I mean oh. that's what we do in District 3. That's how we roll. No, so but what what what, what, what is what your is. what is your as as for your district? What are you guys known for? Just killing or like are you miners or tr- oh, well, tree not. huggers I mean, or no, no, no. We are wheat farmers. So we, we provide all Sorry, the wheat. Weed we or also, wheat? Well, wheat. Bit of wheat both. farmers. <laughs> bit of both. A bit of both. I mean, whatever is growing, like we can't always control. It's a lot of land. A lot of land. Um, yeah, it's a lot of land. We also make um, drones, which are very helpful. Oh, which good. We'll, we'll talk about very A lot soon, of different yeah. things. A lot, a lot of, of different drone developments. A lot of drone developments. A lot of different things you're working yeah. on. District 3, always a jack of all trades is what I call them. That's that's what we like to be thought of. Yes. And of course, Anthony. Anthony, what district are you joining us from? Not 3. 10. Okay. <laughs> that's your, oh, that's your salute. Dis- district 10. That's my salute. We're the rebels. Oh, district 10. Oh, you're one of the lower districts, so you're like kind of gross, eh? No, well, no, it works reverse in this world. 10 is oh. higher. Why though? Why though? <laughs> well, I, I don't know. You, you, you tell 12? me. <laughs> I didn't want to be like yeah. too fancy. I don't want to be too fancy. <laughs> you gave yourself yeah. just a little bit of room and you're like, I want to play within this. Yeah. 100%. District 10, we're known the, for the podcast games. For uh, podcasting. Oh, good. oh, good. There's always a district that needs a podcast, I think. Absolutely. Yeah, there's always a district that needs to contribute nothing to the world. Yeah, to oh. contribute to the podcast, do nothing to the world. Yeah, we we, we just report the deaths. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you guys are close to the capital. That's why I get it. it makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. Rebels. Because in his world, he's it's reversed. It's right? reversed for some it's reason. It's reversed, yeah, but you want to keep why. your enemy close, right? That's how we work well, in our world. Not too close. Oh, but that's right, Godfather. Right. We're upsetting so many Hunger Game fans right now. Yeah. We're so sorry. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's the reality of the world we're in right now. Shay, how about you? What capital? What? Uh, sorry, what? Maybe you're coming from the capital. I don't know. I, Shay's capital. Shay is Hondo capital. Wow. Shay, one hundred percent capital. No yeah. cap. But I'm not Can't capital, man. No cap. I am. I'm district. Damn. I'm district six. Okay. Right in the middle. Right in the middle. Right in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. What you known we're known for. for uh, traffic signs and uh, you know oh. when you buy a hat and they put a little button on top of it we're known to make those yeah as well. yeah, yeah. Uh, well, okay that that's good i'm, a, I'm glad we have not like, a very useful do you make the hats with the little propellers on them too so you can we don't make we don't make the hats just the button so if just the uh, button that yes, just the, the button propeller in it that yeah puts the hat together so that's waste of a district make. no because there's a lot of people out there that have hats that are just falling apart like they put it on and it goes right. right through their head so we keep you guys together my bigger question if you don't mind me asking Shabazz, please um you said traffic signs yeah now are there are, is there much traffic happening we make it in for the capital this world we make it for uh, the capital do people but do the capital people have like yeah, they have cars. They were driving. Remember in, in the in the beginning of this movie, they had they were doing in the roundabout uh, where the statue is. Yeah, it's true. Uh, but you know what, Jay? You know what I didn't see? No. Traffic signs. So well, that's because we hadn't finished making them yet. <laughs> there, we're a much oh, slower gotcha. district. Gotta, we got to get listen, to the other districts. We trust you with our hat buttons. 
Yeah. Now it's time for you to do traffic signs. Once that's, they saw the what we were level. doing with the hats, yeah. they're like, okay, these guys, these these guys right here, we got to get them on the signs. because They're on to something. Because if you noticed in the movie, at, in the roundabout, they just kept going round. They're like, when do we exit? And that's we why we're here. We're here to make those signs. Yeah. Uh, a question right, for you guys, before true. we kind of get into this movie, before we kind of talk about this very long title film, there's like 18 freaking words in this in this title for this movie. What is your, first of all, what is your history with the Hunger Games? And on top of that, if you were to be in the Hunger Games, would you survive? I think if all three of us were in the Hunger Games, we would all try to not kill each other until the very end. And then at the very end, I think Anthony would kill us. Yeah, I feel like Anthony would make a pact with us. We're like, okay, let's let's survive together. Yeah. Not hunt anyone else. We'll no. let everyone else do whatever they need to do. Yes. We'll go hunt. We'll go chill somewhere. And then at the very end, when it's down to the last three of us, when it's down to District 3, District 6, and District 10, um, I feel like Anthony would be like, hey, guys, look at this axe I just found. And then <laughs> chop no us more, right up. No more, no more traffic signs, no more uh, hat buttons, and no more wheat. Yeah, no more wheat and weed. Yeah. yeah. Celebrations for me, though. That's for sure. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you would be the bell of the ball. At that Big point. win for District 10. Big win for District 10. I'll have sure. like nightmares of your death. That's for sure. Like I think that's that's oh, like like thank you. When you kill your <laughs> when you, you have for, to really. kill your friend or your friends, that's just you know that's that puts. But I think after like a year, I'll be okay. Oh, that's okay. very quick. About I think. Year. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought you were about to say something profound, like you know, when you have to kill your friend, you really kill yourself. You know what I mean? Like I thought you were to say something. You like went that, very Mandarin with that one. Hey, eh? Marvel's what, Mandarin. What you on said. That. Yeah, but what you said was so much worse, Anthony. It would feel a lot worse. Because on the drive to the movie, Anthony was like, you know, if I had to kill you guys, I'd, I, like, I'd feel really like sad about no, it. No, I died, said... I, I would feel... Yeah. And also, no, no one asked him a question, no, by no, the way. No, that was we were, it was silent. We were silently I driving. said yeah. I would put myself yeah. up as tribute for you guys. Oh, yes. But if we're all in together, that tribute, it doesn't exist. I'm killing you. No. Oh. Uh, well, at least you're being fair. Yeah, but, uh, being going fair. to your question, though, Shay... The Hunger Games is a book series that I did read back in the day. Uh, I remember so vividly watching the first Hunger Games film. I saw it um, at 9 a.m. in the morning because I had a class later on in the day. Um, so I went to go see it and it was the opening day. And that's back in the day where I feel like they do it sometimes now, but not as often as they should. Popcorn breakfast, earlier screenings. And it was a packed house seeing it at 9 a.m. Uh, packed IMAX screening and I remember just leaving the theater being like wow what a great film and having re-watched it uh, the night before our well, you know watching The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes I was just reminded I'm like wow this is such a well-made movie and I think you see the characters in that and Jennifer Lawrence and Josh Hutcherson um, and Liam Hemsworth I'm like you have such a great cast of characters in this and then not including you know the people at the Capitol and Woody Harrelson and everything it's just I'm like wow what a great film and it's not it's it's not a surprise why it became such a pop culture phenomenon and really threw Jennifer Lawrence to like the the peak of Hollywood, right? Yeah, no, absolutely, I agree with you. That, that first movie, like I had never read the books, and I just remember my friends being like, "Oh, The Hunger Games, it's the biggest thing, it's the best thing," and I'm like, "Okay, cool, I, I'm down." It's Jennifer the next Lawrence, Harry Potter. yeah, Jennifer Lawrence was really on the come up here. You we had just seen her in X Men, so I was like, "Let's." give this a shot. Let's see how it goes. And I remember really enjoying that first movie, really enjoying Catching Fire. And then I really oh, fell yeah. off with, with Mockingbird. I think Catching Fire was my favorite in, in the, in the four Mocking movies. Jay. 
Mocking Jay, sorry, Mockingbird is not that. Mocking Jay, when I first saw part one, I was like, oh, this did not do it for me. And I actually haven't seen Mocking Jay part two. So I, I really should eventually go back and, and finish it. I think after watching this movie, I do want to go back and watch the first Hunger Games and Catching Fire at minimum. Um, but yeah, that, that's kind of been my uh world with the hunger games franchise anthony what about yourself for me it was just the movies i never read the book but uh i really enjoyed the movies i think jennifer lawrence and her portrayal as uh can't can't no as cadness sorry my cold is kind of like coming through um, can, can you mention her name was candace this whole time it's candace? Like a- <laughs> Can- candace. candace evergreen and no that's not her name dude it's candace everdeen <laughs> yes she just she just just she just portrayed this character that's uh, embodied like uh of a hero and it just really resented in me re- resonated in me in which i wanted to continue the story and i wanted to continue watching her so I, I started, I just basically watched every movie that would come out. I even had uh, friends that would work on, I think the last one, which was uh, a Mocking uh, Mocking Jay or Mockingbird. Mocking Jay part one, part two. Yeah, yeah no, uh, a friend of the show, he worked on it. He did, that was one of his like first like introductions into compositing for a film company. And he, I remember we went to go watch. He's like, that's what I did. I just did this back wall and... I'm like, that's it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's just so funny that there's a lot of things that I connect with with this uh, franchise that I didn't think I would ever have as a as a like a, a connect the dots. It's kind of like my own Kevin Bacon. Oh, six degrees. <laughs> I love that. I, I like it. it. Of course, before we kind of get into a review of this movie, I do want to mention something really quickly and really important. We are the movie podcast. And of course, you can follow us and check us out every single social media platform out there at the movie podcast. Check out our show notes down below for all that information and more. Please do join our Discord. We've had some great people joining in the conversation and talking about movies, TV shows, what's kind of happening in the world. And we have people from all over the world in this chat. So it's really cool to hear different people's perspectives, like finding out that. Australia doesn't have IMAX anymore is 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 mind blowing. They have like VMAX there or something like that in Australia. Yeah. Crazy. Thank you all for the all the districts are in the Discord. All the know? districts are in the Discord, but guess what? We want it like the capital. Oh. Is that, a, is that a good thing or a bad thing? I don't know. I'm not it's sure. It's not a good thing, man. It's not, not a, a good, good thing. thing. Not a good thing. And of course, no. I do want to give a huge shout out to our friends at Red Cineplex Pictures for inviting us to come watch this movie. Can we talk about it? Of course, The Hunger Games, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes is directed by Francis Lawrence, who you may remember has done the last three Hunger Games movies. So no stranger to the franchise and introducing a brand new cast of Rachel Zegler, Tom Blythe, and of course, Viola Davis, just to name a few. Peter Dinklage is in this movie. There's a lot of great great people in this movie and i'm excited to talk more about it but i do want to kick it over to daniel for our first reaction we are looking at a world set 64 years before the events of the first hunger games film and it's funny to me that you know no film world or no book series is safe from the prequel you know we've had it with harry potter with lord of the rings um with star wars with so many film series, we've been getting these stories of like, you know what? You know this cast of characters so well. Now let's tell the events before they were the people that you know them or before generations before um, the stories that we know and we've connected with and loved. So going into a ballad of Songbird and Snakes, I really wasn't expecting anything in the sense of, you know, connection to the characters or um, 
you know, to the story, to the lore. I did not ring read a ballad of Songbird and Snakes, where the original trilogy I did. So I knew going into this world who these characters were and where they were going. Um, so I really went into a ballad of Songbird and Snakes. I was like, okay, you know what? Let's see where this series is going to go. Let's see what the story is going to tell. And I think when a ballad of Songbird and Snakes works, it really works. It is a Hunger Games film through and through. I think there's some great characters in this film. Um, especially Rachel Zegler as Lucy Gray, who um, I think really does steal the show. And she is our Katniss Everdeen for this generation of films. But what it really made me feel was like, I really miss Katniss Everdeen. And I miss that group of characters from that era of the Hunger Games. Because when you go back in time, you're missing a lot. And especially in this film, you're missing a lot of the characters and the technology i'll say that makes those first hunger games feels hunger game movies feel so interesting the setting for example you're looking at uh in the jennifer lawrence films you're looking at a world where you're in this giant forest where they can control the weather they can control everything around them you know fires animals what have you where going back in time you know where this is like the 10th hunger games so they're celebrating the 10th hunger games you're in a bit of a bland arena and it doesn't really look any really special or visually spectacular to, to be part of. So you're just spending the majority of this film, the second act of this film in this, you know, brown stone walled uh, arena. Shay, I know I saw you whenever, whenever I say brown, Shay's just like, hold on a second. Just, Finish just your say sentence. it, man. Just say it. Finish look at your me, sentence. Look at me and say it. <laughs> <laughs> this bland brown arena um and and that's this and, and and i think that's where a lot of my interest started to wane with this film where the threats felt very just manufactured and you're probably thinking yeah no shit they are manufactured that's the whole point but when you're in an arena that just feels so just like oh this this doesn't feel special this feels just a stone and concrete it automatically makes the the reality that you're in feel less special and speaking of less special the cast this time around, while there is really strong performances of, of course, I mentioned Rachel Zegler. I wanted Tom Blythe, who's Coriolanus, who I think is really great in this film too. Um, and Viola Davis, who who's puts on a, a very interesting performance. She's very, very strange in this film. But you also like, okay, I want to learn more about you. Um, I was struggling with the characters in the sense of perspective. And I think because what I, what I did like about their perspective is that we're starting from the perspective of the rich, where the last Hunger Games series, we started from the perspective of District 12, poor, no food, people are struggling to survive. I like that we're getting the shift of that in this world, where it's like, you know, we're going from Coriolanus' perspective. Um, but then, because we know who this character is going to ultimately become, you start to wonder, like, okay, his, his I feel like every scene, his objective his objective felt different and as much as he wanted to um help lucy gray it's lucy gray right this one yeah lucy gray lucy gray yeah lucy gray like as much as, as much as he wanted to help lucy gray he was also helping himself but for the majority of the film he feels like he's supposed to be a good guy and then you get to the third act of this film which just completely derails everything that we just watched all the goodwill that this film had I know there's a lot more to say to it. I, I've been going on a long time here. I, I, I want to jump into you guys, obviously, but uh, there's a lot more to say this movie, so I'm excited to talk about it more. But yeah. just ultimately, 
ultimately right now, really enjoyed the first two thirds of this film. But when you're leaving the theater feeling disappointed and waiting for it to end, that's ultimately the feeling I'm leaving watching this film. All the yeah. goodwills kind of was left an hour ago. Yeah, no, I, I there's a lot of things I definitely want to touch upon that you, you kind of mentioned there, Daniel. And I think one of the most interesting things is you talk about the technology in this movie. And I think one of the comments that we're probably going to be getting or multiple of the comments that we're going to be getting are, well, duh, this is in the past. So technology isn't great yet for sure. And I get that, but it's, it's this weird area of the technology they have is too advanced, but it's so archaic at the same time that it's like, yeah, why did you, like, why did is it, it much different though? You, you know still I mean? have drones. You, you know what I mean? Drones, like once you have drones, drones it's like, yeah, they have computer screens that they could literally, it literally looks like a video game inventory. Yeah. They're like, okay, I'm going to send one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, and 10 water bottles yeah. I'm going to send. And they all come flying in. It's and, like, and I get that okay. this is obviously the world that's been created by Suzanne Collins, the writer of the book. And I understand that that's how they're creating it. But it it really kind of just made you feel a little bit weirder. Like, I was like, okay, yeah, this is in the past, but it still doesn't feel like a big enough departure into the past. And the things that they sacrifice are the beautiful looking uh, lush environments or the way that the Hunger Games stage looks where now it's just like a, a, a very bland coliseum that really just feels like a green screen background that you're kind of in. Definitely, there's a lot more to talk about it, but Anthony, I definitely want to kind of get your first reactions as well. Uh, Daniel's right with the with the prequel. Sorry, see that one with, more time again. Daniel, he doesn't hear that often. <laughs> not so. used to hearing it. Not Daniel hearing is it. Daniel right. Is okay with with the prequel um, analogy of just it's hard to make um, a movie that's already established a franchise and really care about what happened beforehand, especially with like Star Wars and we had the you know episode one, two, and three and and in uh, Harry Potter stuff, I think for me, Andor is a standout because Andor has this prequel. It's a prequel to Rogue One. But what they did with with that series is they really made you hate the Empire. And I wish they really took that as uh, an idea for for this story to really hate the capital and the system that it runs. I just felt like. I never feel that when I watch these these movies. I never really feel that I this hatred that I want to jump through the screen and partake in this this rebellion against this this world and and I wish I got that. I wish I felt that emotion. I think that's where this movie probably would have done better as creating because we really haven't seen the capital and how it works and the people that surround it in the eyes of in this case, President Snow, we get to see it for the first time. And I really didn't feel like it was portrayed in a way that I would have connected with me. And this is just, again, my opinion. It feels very similar to all the other, you know, Hunger Game films, but I really wanted to feel hatred for the capital and to understand why everyone in this world hates the capital i wanted i wanted to see the oppression i wanted to see that because that brings an emotional value i understand now that these these people in these districts they're put in these situate this this games because of what happened in the past i want to feel that i want that past to still be part of this world that we're, we're we're watching and i felt that's where the story for me just disconnected because overall, it's always going to be this love story, and with you know President Snow's character and and um, and Lucy 
Lucy Gray. I know they said it enough times, Lucy Gray. Lucy Gray. It was very confusing, their relationship, their complexity, and it might be complex, but I still never understood why she fell for him and why he fell for her. And he had like this demeanor of, I'm doing a good thing, but I'll also do the bad thing. And my ambition will eventually destroy me. And I just, I just feel like it wasn't portrayed on screen well enough for me to believe in this relationship that I'm watching on screen. It, it was a strange, it's a strange pairing. The, these two, because again, I don't really look at President Snow as someone who was in a relationship or had even empathy for someone other than himself. So watching this, I'm like, okay, there must have been something in his life that changed him so much that he became what we eventually got. And it really isn't. There really isn't that. And I, and maybe that's the way the story's written, but I just felt that. You know, you're bringing Hunger Games into a new generation because it's been a while since we got the last two, uh, the last two, yeah, part one and part two. But I feel like we can do much more now. And you just gave me something that I might have watched 10, 15 years ago with the that story or that franchise that came out that at that time. But yeah, a, a disappointment. I, I can't say I'm disappointed because I really didn't have a lot of hope for it. Like it was just, I, I think in my mind, I was like, Katniss is will Katniss will always be, you know, the Hunger Games, and without her, I really don't care about anything right. else. Ah, before that, and that's the same thing with like a lot of these franchises. You you really grow to a character, and you really connect with them. You don't care what happened in the past. Um, you really care about seeing them, either rewatching their movies now or maybe having a new movie that they they make in the in the future. But yeah, yeah that's kind right. of like for me personally, I just. There's there's a length issue. There's a a feel of everything is on a green screen issue. There's there's great good performances for sure. I think Zegler she her muse her her voice is fantastic. And um, yeah, her I'm, songs are great in the film mm, too. And I'm I'm forgetting the, the the dude's name. Tom Blythe. Tom Blythe just looks like Donald Sutherland. Like they, they it's almost like they went into <laughs> the does, future yeah. and and they grabbed and they molded him to be him. I think they did a fantastic job of their just their performances. I just don't feel that the story that I was given in front of my eyes really how ha- ha- like had them mesh together and ha- create this this world that I I'm just so accustomed to from the other films. And I think that's that's the biggest thing, right? Where you're looking at motive and we're looking at perspective, and the motive feels like every scene, like we were saying, like feels like every scene it, it changes. Where it's like okay. What's your motive now? Oh, someone's being sneaky. And especially in the third act of this film, we kept looking. I kept looking at you guys. I'm like, hold on. They're like, it's so blatant. Like somebody feels like they're being sneaky right now. Or you're seeing characters having a conversation to the side. And it's like, well, whose motive is this? And who's what? Like, it just starts to become like, okay, like you're, you're giving me, you're giving me mixed signals on who your character is. And if you're going to have snow leading this film, regardless if he is the villain of the series later on, you know, I look at the prequel trilogy of Star Wars. We know Anakin is going to become Darth Vader. But watching that trilogy, you're just like, maybe he won't. Maybe there's a possibility of him not going down that path or him going down that path being heartbreaking for us. But you get it. This didn't give us that for Corey Arlenas. It didn't give us that, I understand why he's a bad guy. 
he's this is this is what's happened to him like anthony was saying what has been what put him on this path to being an evil dictator of the capital no we didn't really get that it just feels like he went through the hunger games he was the mentor and then he decides to go to district 12 and that's it you know it's like yeah. it just really doesn't give any closure shay we've been talking a long time please jump on in <laughs> no 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 it, 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 I, I love this conversation because there's a lot of things that i really want to touch upon that you guys are both mentioning i think one of the things that anthony you kind of touched upon was this this idea of rachel zegler's character lucy and you know Cor- Cor- corlinius falling in love of some sort and 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 while i do think zegler and tom have uh, great chemistry together it the way that it kind of just happens is like just get to it like yeah they they like each other that's it and you just have to believe it luckily they're the two leads are so engaging and charismatic that you like them but then you just don't get why it happened it doesn't make sense especially when you know the bigger picture of this movie i think this movie also suffers from something that we've talked about a lot in this show and Daniel, one of the things that we talked about in the car was you have that david yates kind of syndrome of you have somebody who's been a part of this franchise for the last couple of films they should have had some new blood in there because while this movie doesn't look like the mockingjay films or the last couple of hunger games movies it tries to make it a little bit different it's not for the better because it looks really dark and and just gloomy and, and and void of color at certain moments but also you don't have a new perspective in it. You, it feels like this is someone who's been in the Hunger Games franchise for so long that they have exhausted all of their ideas and are just now going with a formula or sticking with what just has worked for them. And it never feels different. It never kind of feels like this is the next step. You know, we've waited eight years to kind of go back into this world. What's different about it? Why is this important? Why should I care? And again, like we've all been saying that those first two acts really fun, really engaging. When I looked at my watch, I was like, oh, this is probably like towards the end of the film right now. And I've only been an hour and a half. So pacing was definitely kind of interesting because I thought we were at like a two hour, 10 minute mark and the movie still had about an hour left. And then you get this third act, which feels like an epilogue, and it just totally changes the tone of the film. It makes the movie so different and very, very boring. I just felt so out of it. Like, I didn't care anymore what was happening. I started checking my watch a lot more, and I was kind of like, okay, well, it's almost done, I guess. When when is this going to wrap up? Because it it pumps the brakes really hard, and it becomes so confusing. Daniel, you kept looking over to me, like, I don't know. Who am I supposed to be rooting for here? What's the motive? Like you mentioned before, what's going on? It's Why so are we different. doing this? It's so different. And anything that was fun and engaging about the first two acts is completely gone. You're not seeing a lot of Viola Davis anymore either. And who is such an interesting person in this film. And she's just like, you, you just look at her and you're like, what are you up to? What are you planning? I really want to get more of your and Snow's relationship to kind of push this movie forward. And we tweeted out our reactions and I've been seeing people kind of respond to ours and other people's by saying a lot of people are saying the third act is where the kind of movie really falters. And a lot of people are saying the book is very similar. So I'm curious, you know, I have my fiance right now reading the book. She's doing my, she's doing the research for me uh, and I'll have a report <laughs> back and say, how was that third act for you? Because yeah, it, it, it lost me so badly that it went from being a movie that I was like, yeah, I'm like totally on board. This is great to, when is this movie going to end? And I, for a third act to be that impactful in a negative way really just shines a light on just how poor the script was or the fact that they maybe should have split it into two movies because it's just a really weird epilogue in a way. I don't think it, I don't think two movies, like we needed two movies. I just think we needed no, no. a better like 
story to take the story from the books because you know there are books out there that just don't translate well on screen and vice versa screen to book or whatever it just feels that this felt and i again i haven't read the book but it really felt long and arduous at times because you spend so much time with uh lucy gray in this arena and when it happens when she would when the events happen you feel all these emotions because she's going through all these emotions and there's life or death situation. And then it just kind of like slows down and it goes into this epilogue of what happens after. I just felt like we, we should have just cut out and edited a lot of those pieces to tell maybe a different story from the book. doesn't have to be directly exactly like the book, but have the same themes, get the same point across and tell this story just more cohesively. Yeah, I mean, books do it. Books to movies do it all the time. You look at the Harry Potter movies; they're not on you know, page for page. And again, we don't even know if this book or this movie is page to page. But whatever liberties they took, I think they could have taken better ones to really get that runtime in order to really get this giant book in order as well. I think one of the other things that really stood out for me was just the actual Hunger Games were kind of boring. I. I they weren't as exciting as the previous films. They were definitely the only part of the movie where I was like, okay, I know what's happening here, but there's just a lot of characters that are, that are killed off in the hunger games that you're kind of like, well, you were obviously baiting that character to die the whole time. You wanted us to feel bad, almost like a Rue situation from the first hunger games movie. And it just kind of gets pushed and pushed and pushed and nothing very exciting happens. It's just kind of like, I know this is, this. We're, in my eyes, I thought we're getting towards the end of this movie. So this is the big climax. This is the big moment. Here we go. And then it doesn't end. We still have another hour left. Wasn't that uh, the point though? Like to make the games boring so people wouldn't watch them or that's why they weren't watching? Like that's my understanding. They but I felt like they wanted to make the, them more they engaging. They were boring. Yeah, they wanted to make them more engaging. And that's where, uh, again, and that's one of the plot points in the film where it's like Coriolanus is just like, you know what? I wrote this whole draft of how we can make the games more engaging. And you're like, hold on a second. If you're basically going to be like Jigsaw right now, dude, (laughs) show us that in the movie. You know what I mean? Like, show us that side of your character. Because what did he he bring? He brought just What did he he give to Viola Davis, right? The drones. The drones. No, but like even remember earlier in the film, again, slight spoiler for those who are going into this without reading the book. But, you know, the whole thing is that, you know, Viola Davis wants him to write a report on, you know, what he could do to improve the games, blah, 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 blah. And he writes a whole report. We never hear anything of it, right? She just says, we're going to implement them right away. But it's like, that was my Viola Davis for you. Oh, Um, but it's just like, yeah, but it's just like, why can't we know? Because you're now hiding a whole other side of this character that we didn't see before, right? And again, like the Hunger Games isn't new to like the brutality of when it comes to you know obviously you're killing children in yeah. it. Yeah, and I and I, and I know you guys want to talk about the blood in a little bit because that's just <laughs> something that uh, we we spoke about a lot, a lot. But yeah. um, you know, there's a lot of times where they just kind of parade certain characters around like lambs for the slaughter. Like they are just like, look at this weak and feeble person, and I feel like more than any of the, of the films um again if there is a, a book reason for this and you're watching this and you're just like yep daniel you're wrong guys you're wrong but i Tell felt us. like there were so many characters that had um either missing limbs or missing eye or even uh the actress sophia, uh, sophia sanchez who has down syndrome like they kept parading them yeah. like look at this person who's about to get just completely murdered in cold blood 
and it makes you a little uncomfortable because it almost like it, they almost kind of set them up like they're it's like, like Mr. Magoo. Out killings. It's yeah, like, like, Mr. Magoo, like where they're, they're like, oh, walking about to walk on off. the edge and no, not this is their safe for now. And it's like, you're just like, okay, like I feel like there's a little bit more tasteful way of doing that. Yeah. And I know it's, and I know it's such an interesting comparison because obviously like, David Yates kept coming to mind with the Harry Potter films, having new blood in there, you know, and I feel like when Alfonso Cuaron came in and he did Prisoner of Azkaban oh, boy. and he changed the feel of what Chris Columbus did with the first two films, which I love those first two films. The third film is still my favorite Harry Potter film, but he gave a different feel and identity to it. And I think that's what Ballad of Songbird and Snakes needed a little bit mm -hmm. more. It needed to feel a little bit more on its own yes. or feel visually different because you're telling a different story. Yes, the Hunger Games are going to be taking place in this world, but you're taking place 60 plus years before the books that we know. And it shouldn't really look and feel the same way. And I think because it is a young adult novel, it has that look, it has this feel. And like Anthony said, it has that vibe of something that would have come out 10 15 years ago at this point because we're in 2023 but uh yeah there's just little moments like that where it's like okay like this isn't something that you need to do you don't need to parade uh these like these characters out like we know they're going to die we know yeah. only one That's person can survive so you don't need to do those fake outs right and i think throughout the film it does a lot of that and also it opens in an interesting way because it opens with a flashback three years before the first hunger games and it's like literally a one minute scene of these two little kids running and they're like, oh, there's some food. And then they pick up the food and like it's like a, like a destroyed world. And then it cuts to Coriolanus modern, like uh, an older, like, like mm -hmm. the, how old he is in the film. And I'm like, if you're going to show something like that, show it. Just don't have it there. Throw a date on screen because then you're just confusing the audience because literally a minute after it showed three years before the first Hunger Games, it's like chapter one or act one or whatever. And it's like, okay, hold on. Now I'm trying to like get dates in my head and place things. And it's like, if you're going to not, if you're not going to spend time there, then you don't need that. You could have just cut that out and started right from where the movie eventually starts with Corey mm -hmm. Linus at the age that he is in this film. Yeah. And it's the one thing that you brought up as well, Daniel, which I totally agree with what you said is, is, is the blood thing that we're talking about. I know it's a weird, weird subject to kind of bring up, but in this movie, we know the brutality of what's happening here. There are the themes of this film are, awful children are dying and it's just so many moments where it almost feels like they didn't add blood in post because there's only like one scene with blood in it but someone will get stabbed and then they'll look at their hands but their hands are completely dry with nothing on them and they're like oh my god and it's like well what 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 is it is there blood on there because i don't see anything like it yeah you don't know what you're supposed to be reacting to you're not committed right? yeah you're just not committed yeah. to what the act is occurring so it removes that moment there's some shocking death sequences but they never really feel that impactful not only because we haven't really gotten to know the other characters which i feel like the other hunger games movies did a much better job of really letting you know about these other characters that are taking place within the districts and when they're fighting for this one it they all just kind of blend in and happen. But when they're dying, especially, you're just like, I, yeah, that's cool. I mean, that's just part cannon of that's, fodder. Cannon you know, fodder, you're just like, absolutely. yeah, you're just, you're not really established. Uh, again, having rewatched the first Hunger Games last night, yeah. I was like, by the end of it, I'm like, I hate these people from the, from <laughs> yeah. District 1 and District 2 because, like, you know them and you're like, wow, you guys are so sinister and evil, where even though they weren't super deep, you saw them enough throughout the it film and throughout the training and all of that to get it but because we're on the capital's perspective for the majority of this film you're lo you're losing so much of where the 
the, where the story of this film is. So I feel like the camera's pointed this way, but the real story is happening over here. Because like you see like the bombing of the arena. You see the stuff and you're like, hold on a second. What's what's going on over here? Like, what's this story? A lot but of you stuff. Don't, you never really get resolution or or depth for it. It just feels like um, like the movie, a lot of the movie, and again, we haven't read the book, and I know you're all sick and tired of hearing that. It just feels like Cole's notes or spark notes of sections of this film that were or, or the book that were really important. They're like, this needs to be in there. This needs to be in there. While it may not always connect or really push the story forward, it's in there. I was just going to say the musical aspect of this um, of this movie is is different because there's no music in the other one. So they, they really kind of have like these musical notes um, with Rachel Zegler. Her voice is, you know, very fantastic. And she's in um, uh, what's the movie? The, the, the Spielberg film. West Side Story. West Side Story. Oh, so, West and she's in she's yeah. going to be in Snow White. So she's going to be she. They wanted to utilize her voice. And she was on the movie podcast. And she was on and the movie podcast. She, she didn't sing. <laughs> no, she did not. Sadly not. Sadly not. It was over the phone. But um, <laughs> I just felt like some of the music that was given to us through her voice, it just, I don't know, it just felt out of character or felt out of scope for what we were watching on screen. Yeah. I know she was supposed to be a, a, a sign of hope and and like, get through things and her music was very soulful and and it very reminded southern. me of very southern very you know deep south type of music but i just felt that at points it was almost injected and never really naturally happened i don't know if you guys kind of felt the same when it came to no music. absolutely absolutely I no i i think you're 100 right because again her voice is incredible it carries and anytime she was singing i'm like wow this is really good great voice These are catchy songs i'm excited for the soundtrack but i'm also just like hold on a second it feels a little out of place and again i think it's because uh this film struggles with perspective yeah whose perspective are we supposed to be in right now because those moments of her singing and overcoming would feel so much more powerful if we got to stay with her more, yeah. If the other districts saw her sing and responded to it, and her district felt like they were responding to her singing, you don't see that. You no. see it from the capital's perspective. So you have these people in the the academy or in the capital seeing her, but like you don't get enough to make it feel warranted. As great as it is, it's like you want to feel it more, and that's why I feel like we need way more of her in this film because she disappears for certain moments of this film where you're like, okay, so you're not really the lead of this film, but what are you then? Like, are you, are you're supporting, I guess, but like, it feels like it should be a bit of a bigger role. So it, it's very interesting to see how it kind of plays out. Anything else before we give our final recommendations for the hunger games, the ballad of songbirds and snakes. Let's do it. Daniel, please kick us off with your final recommendation. So like I said, at the top of the show, when this movie works, it really works. I think the hunger games themselves are fun very familiar, but this movie is carried by the supporting and not nearly there enough performance of Rachel Zegler. She's great. Her songs are great. And anytime we are getting her in the film, I think that things are running very smoothly. Um, I think there was a potential here to tell a really strong story, but there wasn't enough to really make me feel like Coriolanus becoming a bad guy felt earned or just made me care and i think that's where i'm struggling and not to mention the third act that just completely changed my entire picture of this film so what i'm going to say is if you're a fan of the hunger games 
you're going to watch this. When it comes to these franchise films, it doesn't matter what we think. It doesn't matter what we tell you to do. You're going to go see it and 100% go see it. Let us know because I want to know more. I want a better understanding of it. But for the general audience out there looking for a movie to go watch, I don't think this is going to do anything for you. And you could go much easier watch the first four Hunger Games films at home and enjoy those because I think those tell a much better story through and through of you know the world of the Hunger Games, the capital and all that. There's a much better story there. And having watched the first film last night, it makes me really excited to watch Catching Fire again, but not really want to rewatch Songbird of, sorry, the Ballad of Songbird and Snakes. That's it. Very <laughs> long title. Very long title. Yeah, I think just we'll just call it Songbirds for now. How's that? Songbirds. Well, I mean, you're you're telling us this at the end of the review, though. Shane. I know. So it's not, that's, it's not that's helping me point. too much because I'm not I'm not saying the name of this movie anymore. <laughs> that's the point. That's the point. <laughs> Thank you, <laughs> Anthony. Please give us your final recommendation for Songbirds. <laughs> just like Daniel, I just failed to care for what was happening on screen. I just really couldn't connect with it. I could, didn't speak to me. And I just kept thinking, man, I wish Katniss would show up, but she can't because uh, she's not born yet. <laughs> she Katniss. She's not even she Katniss. Um, but I think there was a missed opportunity in creating a more, uh, a story that really, like I said, got you feeling angry about what we, what we were experiencing. Like the getting, getting you really emotionally connected to why we hate the capital so much. And I think that would have drawn everyone else and and created a more cohesive story. I just I just thought, man, this this movie feels so long. And you're right. Like I can't wait for this to end. And there are good port parts. Rachel Zegler's fantastic. I just can't recommend this to the general audience to go watch. I think they'll probably be lost anyway because they'll have to have watched all four before. But if you are a fan of the the last four um hunger games then please go watch it tell us what you think were we wrong were we right i think we're right because there's a huge there is a huge problem with this film <laughs> um but yeah like I, I i would say if you're just trying to go watch a film this week then i or whenever this comes out i would say there are other options available for you and rounding out what I will say is pretty much I want to echo the same statements as you guys, all the positives that we spoke about. Um, if you're a fan of the Hunger Games, go watch it. If you're a fan of the book, obviously go watch it and, and let us know what you thought of it, what we were wrong about, and what you think that we were right about. As the general audience, of course, I think you can skip it. I don't think that there's a lot in here that's going to keep you engaged. The third act especially will just kind of have you check in or go into the bathroom. So, yeah, it's 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 unfortunate. I really loved the first half of this movie and it just kind of just dropped the ball on me a lot there but of course we are the movie yeah. podcast you can follow us every single place at the movie podcast and make sure you check out our show notes down below join our discord uh follow us on youtube as well subscribe leave a comment wherever you can if you're on spotify or apple or apple podcast you can leave a comment as well please do let us know now is this time with the movie podcast we'll see you next